Welcome, welcome once again. It's your boy Cypher the MC here. Enter the Cypher Podcast. Thank you, thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, your server, your Pilates guru, your your Billy Blanks, so to speak. Only not as scary. Not as scary. So thank you for joining me today. Hopefully you're having a great start to your week. As I told you, we definitely want to make sure that uh, we're bringing you, you know, a new episode to start off your week, as well as in the middle of the week to keep you going towards that weekend. Um, so you can continue, as always, to be the best version of yourselves. So first and foremost, of course, we're going to get our disclaimers out, as we always do. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. You know, I don't have a master's degree or a doctorate from, say it with me, Harvard. I am just a regular, once again, say it with me, Joe Schmo. I'm just a regular guy that just wants to see us on the on the best path, best journey to be the best version of ourselves. We have to look at things from different perspectives. And sometimes it's going to be taking those hard looks at, you know, within ourselves, having those hard conversations. So we're going to jump right into it. But first and foremost, as always, shout out to my boy Ian for knock hard music for this crazy beat. I mean, hey, it's smooth. It's mellow. And, you know, it just kind of puts you at ease. That's what I'm trying to do. That's just trying to put you at ease. Just, you know better receptive towards information hey um you can definitely follow him on uh instagram at knock hard music underscore official again that's knock hard music underscore official so shout out to ian appreciate you um in today's you know we're doing a part two of this series mental health of men um and and, and we want to kind of delve into in today pretty much those those types of you know mental illness or mental issues that affect that affect us um and you know i got some information here and i will definitely make sure that i leave uh, all of this in the um in the description box so to speak so that way you can definitely find out more information yourself um and basically you know we wanted to try to live you know a better life uh, the best life that we can and you know it starts we have to be mentally healthy to do so you know uh, it's just a small part of it of course but we definitely want to be mentally healthy in order to have that quote unquote living your best life YOLO so um, some information that I just wanted to share with you here to, today comes from Mental Health America um they're the nation's leading community-based nonprofit, um, and they're dedicated to addressing the needs of you know those living with mental illness and promoting the overall mental health of all. So um, they were founded in 1909 by Clifford W. Beers, and um, they have a 24-hour crisis center um, hotline that is available through the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. So that, that number is one 800 273 talk that's 
1-800-273-TALK or 8255. So 1-800-273-8255. They also have a way to text. You know, if you don't want to get on the phone, you can definitely text. Uh, You text MHA to 741741. And this will connect you with a trained crisis counselor from the crisis text line. So if you don't want to talk to anyone, guess what? Many of us want to text anyway. Boom, you can just text. Um, of course, they do advise, you know, you can call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room. Um, you know, as other options as well. And let's say that you're just in need of support. Let's say you just need support and you're not in a crisis, so to speak. Consider reaching out to a warm line. I've never heard of a warm line before. So, hey... Whenever I learn something new, I definitely want to share it with the cipher. Warm lines pretty much offer a place to call where you just need to talk to someone. You know, um, speaking to someone on these calls is typically free, it's confidential, and it's run by people who understand what it's like to struggle with mental health problems. So um, you can actually find a warm line at mhanational.org forward slash warm lines. Again, that's mhanational.org forward slash warm lines. Um, so again, I, I definitely will have this information in the description box as well. Um, you know, when, you, when, when you're looking at the episodes, if you want to go back and check it out. Um, but I also wanted to just know, is there a, a national you know, uh, association or department or whatever that kind of addresses mental health for the whole country. Um, and I did find it, you know, seek and ye shall find, um, the substance abuse and mental health services administration, uh, Sam HSA, uh, for short, I guess. Um, it is basically an agency within the U S department of health and human services. Um, and they lead the public health efforts to advance um, the behavioral health of the entire nation and, you know, to improve the lives of individuals living with mental and substance use disorders and their families. So um, they also have a free confidential 24 7, 365 treatment referral and information service in both English and Spanish, in Angles and Espanol. For individuals and families facing mental and substance abuse, uh, substance use disorders, that number is 1-800-662-HELP. 1-800-662-4357. Again, 1-800-662-4357. So like I always said, when I bring you this content, when I bring you this information, whenever we are going to chop it up and just talk about these things that affect, you know, us, whether it be all of us, or in this instance, dealing with, you know, men and mental health, I'm going to try to bring you as much information as possible and everything like that, so, um, and just doing some research here, there was an article that I came across that pretty much gave five signs or warning signs of mental illness. So I'm guessing five because it's it kind of is a broad number. It's not like you know anything specific. Um, but I'm just going to go over them here and everything. So and this is from 2018. The article is from 2018 um, from NewRoadsTreatment.org. NewRoadsTreatment.org. So the five warning signs. 
long-lasting sadness or irritability, extremely high or low moods, I'm guessing along the lines of bipolar mood disorder there, um, excessive fear, worry or anxiety, social withdrawal, and dramatic changes in eating or sleeping habits. So again, this is from newroadstreatment.org. Uh, it's an article from 2018, so it's fairly, fairly recent there. And, and, and the reason that I, I, I wanted to kind of touch on this, on this topic in general, again, just to reiterate from the last episode, is because as a man, we, 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 we're not taught, we're never taught on how to convey our feelings, convey, you know, what's going on with us, because either through society um, whether it's magazine articles, TV shows, movies, men were always the tough guys that saved everybody else from the big bad monster or the bad guy, the villain, whatever the case may be. So why would there, you know, you know, we weren't taught on how to kind of deal with the burdens of what comes along with that. And I say burdens because it's something that we have to shoulder alone. We can't share our our, 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 our pains and our, and our struggles as easily as women can. Women can say, hey, this is what's going on with me, blase, blase. A man cannot do that. Or maybe I shouldn't say he cannot. He's looked at differently if he does that. He's looked at differently. He's not looked at as, you know, you know, my man can, you know, uh, you know, fight off three people attacking us, but he's also sensitive on the inside. He talks to me about his issues or his problems, and most men don't. I mean, let's face it, if you do, hats off to you. You're ahead of, you're ahead of some of us. But men are just looked at differently. Men are viewed differently. You, you know, men are supposed to. If you, if you ever talk to a group of women, men, and they that will always come up. Men are supposed to do certain things. Open doors, pull out chairs, pay the bill, you know, you know, make sure everyone is safe, make sure the doors are locked, make sure everything is secure, make sure everything is right. And for a, many of us, we shoulder that burden because we were taught that's what a man is supposed to do. We were taught that. We were, this is what you're supposed to do. But we were never taught on how to deal with the emotional aspect of what came along with it. We were never, you know, hey, you have these responsibilities, these obligations. But here, let me pull you aside and show you how to deal with the emotional impact of that. No, we were never taught that. So admitting to uh, any feelings of let's say hopelessness or anxiety very well goes against what in our minds as men what being a man is about if a man is supposed to be the head of the household head of the family uh, head of the tribe head of the council head of the order leader he can't feel feelings of hopelessness or anxiety because that will undermine his position. That will undermine who he is viewed at as as a man. He, he can't do that. 
so it's often been said that men just kind of push feelings down and just push it to the side. I say that we were just taught just to put it in a box. Hey, bad boys reference. Put it in a box and just throw that son of a gun into the Mariana Trench. That's what we were taught to do. Maybe not in those words, but that's what we were taught. We, we, we don't talk about our feelings as men. We don't, what? We, we don't do that. Now, of course, there are exceptions to the rule. There are exceptions, you know. Let's take that with a grain of salt there. But the fact of the matter is most men would not sit, you know, go to another man and say, Hey, man, lately I've been feeling hopeless and anxious. The other guy's not going to know what to do with that information. Because he's not trained. He was never trained or guided on how to deal with that unless he's a physical, you know, unless he's a therapist or psychiatrist himself. He was not shown how to deal with that coming from another man. So if a man cannot go to another man and say, hey, this is what I'm going through, this is what I'm dealing with, you pretty much have two people in the same boat. You have a giver and a receiver of information. Neither one of them know how to process it or know what to do or deal with it. And most men are just going to say, I mean, uh, I really don't have anyone to talk to. But if I go to someone to talk to, how can I, how can I bring myself to do that? But hopefully, hopefully with what we now know about mental health and dealing with mental issues, that we can begin to kind of say, okay, figuring out the whys, like the how did we get here? When you figure out how you got to a certain destination, you can better deal with the destination of where you're at at that point. That's just my personal take on it and things of that nature. Um, but men are not... We, we're not taught that. We, 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 it's hard to acknowledge <laughs> feelings of hopelessness and things of that nature. But when we don't, those lead to, you know, you know, outbursts of rage or irritability or even depression. Um, there is a treatment facility in California in the Los Angeles area uh, called Clearview Treatment Facility. And they pretty much, um, they provided some information that even though men and women can, de can both develop many of the same forms of mental illness, the signs of mental illness can vary greatly between men and women. And they can also vary from one individual to another. So you really just can't say all men are this or all most men are that. This, it, it can vary. And they provided their own uh, warning signs of mental illness being a treatment facility as well. Um, and I'm just going to run down and these are a little bit more, you know, I guess you can say in detail. Um, noticeable changes in energy level or mood, appetite changes, okay, anger, aggression or irritability, I myself have dealt with that, compulsive or reckless behavior, changes in sleep habits such as decreased need for sleep or sleeping too much, difficulty concentrating or inability to focus, feelings of helplessness, feeling anxious or stress, becoming withdrawn or losing interest in socializing or participating in favorite activities. 
increased reliance on substances. Uh, I'm guessing more or less, I guess, prescription medication, but I guess you can say um, illegal, you know, illegal substances, you know, you know, uh, smoking, uh, alcohol as well, and suicidal thoughts. And now that one really intrigued me, suicidal thoughts. Um, mainly because suicide is a choice to end one's life but it has to something has to say get to a certain point where that is the only choice to an individual that seems to be plausible to them since the year 2000 male suicides have been on the rise in this country making suicide the seventh leading death seventh leading cause of death amongst men the seventh the american foundation for suicide prevention reports that middle-aged white males have the highest rate of suicide and that more than three times as many men as women committed suicide in 2017. i'm just gonna let that sink in for a second i mean i i ran across some other articles as far as since the pandemic and things of that nature and this is what really um kind of blew my mind um there's an article september 10th of last year new york times while nearly 350,000 americans have died from covid 19 the number of suicides dropped by five percent to 44 to a little bit over 44,000 in 2020 it was over 47,000 in 2019 so that's about 3,000 less deaths so when you are faced with something that can kill you that is you know contagious and communicable and and you really don't know if your body chemistry is the one that can't handle the virus or you can't fight the virus and death is very much a possibility that is when you have a reason to live I mean I'm, I'm a proponent for life I feel that life is the best the greatest gift that God has ever given us and we do have a choice each and every single day when we wake up well, when he wakes us up to look at ourselves, you know, to pray and to look at ourselves and to, you know, to, and we may not even feel prayer may work. I've been in that same boat myself. But things in life, we do have to look at and say, I have a choice in this. I can choose to do this. I can choose to do that. I can choose not to do this. I can choose not to do that. I truly feel that we should want to live the best, you know, the, the, the best physical, emotional, and mental state. You know, have the best mental state possible in order to, to, to function and, and try to give ourselves the best the best chance in this life. Because no matter what this life brings, whether it's pain, whether it's heartache, whether it's you know loss, you 
you still have a choice. And sometimes that choice is going to have to come to, you know, face to face with fears that you may have never thought that you, you know, had before or, or, or some underlying symptoms that you may not have ever thought about needing to face before. And this is and it's and it's all part of a journey. And sometimes this journey is going to be uphill with sharp, pointy rocks and you have on flip flops or you know sometimes bare feet and it's going to be slow trudging along and you're still going to have to walk over those sharp rocks up that hill and you're going to have to keep going it's going to be painful it's going to it's going to be constantly a reminder of like oh my gosh why am i doing this we still want to get to that best version of ourselves that that version where we are at at peace we're at peace with who we are And it's going to take time, just like these mental issues take time to develop. It's going to take time to uncover them, face them, and with God's grace and mercy, basically confront them and say, hey, look, you're not going to have a hold on me anymore. So in the next episode, I'm not just going to just bring you the symptoms and all that sort of stuff like that. I'm I'm going to bring you the factors that contribute to mental mental illness i mean these are the things that you can look out for but the next episode we're going to deal with the three factors that contribute to them so maybe you can go back it's kind of a uh, one of those uh uh flashback moments where you can say hey you know what maybe this you know this was the one of the, a factor that contributed maybe this was a factor but this is what i feel that we need to do in order to kind of be on that path so definitely definitely download that next episode coming through Thank you so much for just, you know, for every download, no matter where you are. Again, if you have friends, family, people in South America, Africa, Asia, you know, definitely, definitely share the uh, podcast with them. Share an episode that you may think may influence their life, um, that that may help them uh, see things from a different perspective, because that's what it's all about. So looking at ourselves each and every day. We have to look at ourselves each and every day. So, I am your host. I am your Uber driver. I am your DoorDash provider of knowledge, hopefully. Cypher the MC here, Into the Cypher Podcast. Again, I appreciate each and every one of you. Definitely have a blessed week. Definitely be on the lookout for the next episode coming up this week here. And as always, before you can love yourself... Before you can love anyone else, you must first love yourself. And I'm out to say, Cypher.